0: Welcome to Babies and Bellinis, where we're balancing business, babies, and brunch. I'm Erica. I'm Kay Alex, and I'm Casey Renee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs>
1: and if the beat live, you
2: know Lil' made it. <laughs> crazy curvy wavy feet, titties, so and the shoulders crazy wavy big titties, waist body, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can look like I'm doing something <laughs> from the top <laughs> up, baby. I can yeah, it
1: The it. queen of things working. <laughs> like that's Why this, is how this, you work. Work. this is one of them songs where I just be like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm <laughs> <then she> got- <laughs> um, give you nothing else. <laughs> All right, damn, they
2: Victor, are you doing the dance? <laughs> I really want to see Victor. I, I wish he didn't have up the icon, the picture. Oh, right. I, really, I think Victor was literally behind the joint. <laughs> Don't fake for us now, Victor, ladies and gentlemen. Victor is on one tonight, low key. Oh, no, nah, fuck that. Victor is fried <laughs> <laughs> dog. Victor waited till episode seventy-five. He said, "I'm celebrating with these joints tonight." <laughs>
1: ladies hello <laughs> oh I'll, I'll go first oh okay <laughs> okay so y'all i feel like complete and utter like trash this week well not even this uh this week because i literally so we put the the christmas tree up and then we put the um we put the elf up it's time for the elf ap let's elf get it the Get the, get these kids together right Mm-hmm. So we did it. And Carson saw AP on the Christmas tree and he walked up to AP and I'm like, I'm still doing work. I'm on my laptop and AP's in the Christmas uh, at the, on the Christmas tree. He walks up to AP and he goes, AP, um, I did really good this year. I'm like really good big brother. Like my mom, she gets on me because I'm not paying attention to school, but I just be confused. It's a lot just sitting there. And like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, give this boy a hard fucking time. And he was like, I look out the window and then he goes, I think I look out the window sometimes because I don't get picked to be weather watcher, but I still want to look out the window and I don't oh. want mom to be mad because th- she thinks I'm confused, but I really try my best in school. I said, oh, oh my gosh. She had a whole heart to heart with the elf on the shelf. Oh my I, said, <laughs> I said, yo, I'm trash. I am trash. Because I'd be like, Carson. Pay attention. Like, I be going off for him. He, he really is like, you know, Carson is so dear, y'all. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, Kyrie, he can be whoever he meet, but I don't know. Something about Carson's girl and his wife. She gonna, I, I'm gonna drill the shit out that, that, that girl, y'all. Like, I don't know. You gotta be extra special for Carson. I don't know. you Your game, you gotta be nice. You gotta be something special. I don't know. I can't just have anybody with my son with with Carson. You know? I just can't. Kyrie, he looked like he don't give a shit. He was like, on to the next one. I need you but to Ky- keep. The, cause I need you to keep the same standards for both children. <laughs> no, because Kyrie what looked the- like he'll be like no, because Kyrie looked like he'll be like. Kyrie is Kyle. <laughs> like he just look like whatever. But Carson is just so Carson yeah. like. I can see Carson like. Going to a dance and literally bringing somebody flowers. Like, I can Aww, see Carson doing yeah. something like that. He's,
2: sweet. he's a sweet boy. Sweet you boy. know what I'm saying? And if you stand my baby up, I'm going to fuck you up. Okay. So, does he stare out? And st- but is he still attending? Like, some kids don't necessarily need to...
1: No, he... No. Like, I'm
2: like, Carson, he still be looking uh, out the
1: window. I'm like, Carson! he still be looking. I'm like, Carson! What? So, he's like... Oh, yeah. okay. All
2: right. Well, yeah. So, it's a vent towards you. <laughs> You know? It is. I feel like trash so now, yo.
1: Because he really was like, I'm yeah. confused and she be getting mad. And I'm like, damn. So now I got to figure out another way to, like, come at him. Like, Carson, are you feeling confused right now? Like, or something. Because I'm like, dog, you had a whole session with the damn AP. Why are you only telling me this stuff? Because oh, your Christmas yeah. gifts ride on it? Like, Maybe. Bruh.
2: Maybe. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, that's uh, my event. It was to myself. I'm trash. I'll do better. Uh, virtual
0: events. I don't know. You got anything, Erica? So, I don't have any virtual events for the kids who are actually in virtual school. I have a virtual event for the little one. So, Landon shocked me today. Landon was sitting at the kitchen table, and he was writing on paper. Not You know, normally I see him just doing this. Like, you know, just holding the pencil with full oh. palm and whatever. Today, he was holding the pencil properly. And he said, Mommy, look, I wrote an A. Y'all, he wrote an A. Then he, wrote, and then he wrote an L. And I said, where'd you learn that? Because I know it wasn't for me. <laughs> so where I did can't you take credit. That, I yeah, want
2: I to. But I-
0: <laughs> yeah, I cannot take any credit for that. But like, I was sincerely shocked. Like, he was sitting there Damn. writing. Like, I should have taken a picture of it. I was like, who taught you this, sir? So I was like, huh. Wow, you never cease to amaze me. He's he's very independent. He's he's a low maintenance kid in some respect, but um, yeah. So I don't have an event, but I was really proud of him because nobody I'm not gonna say nobody works with him, but we don't necessarily take the time to right. really work with Formally. him like good, yeah, because we're so focused on the kids and the ones that are in school, and we're focused on our jobs. So we just be like, here, we'll put on something on YouTube that's educational, or he'll play little games on his iPad, but. Nobody ever taught him how to hold a pencil. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. Aria. Maybe I should ask her. It probably was probably Arya.
2: But yeah, yeah, I was proud of him for that. Yeah, for the other
0: ones because I haven't been paying attention. <laughs>
2: uh, listen. So my virtual event. Uh, we're still behind on work. <laughs> that's just this is what that's it nice. is. I don't even have any push or motivation to help. this is Zuri Zoe four She got it. She's good. <laughs> I don't even know what she's going. What's going on with her? but it's okay. Cause she got it. She's really good. But Zuri, um, we are behind on work, um, class, no homework. Cause there's homework. I don't, I'm not after the day that I sit with her in and out in between my sessions and uh, attend to her and help and focus and log in and out of things for her and apps. I don't have any more in me. And so, um, I'll be honest, because there's no letter grade, I um, <laughs> I'm not really feeling the drive to go back and finish all this during our Christmas holiday, because that's really what I'm thinking. I mean, we tried to do as much as we could last week, Thanksgiving holiday, didn't catch up, and I just left it at that. And I just don't know if we'll ever really fully catch up with all the work. Just try again in second quarter or but whatever, we'll just whatever, start whatever the quarter is. Let's just try or again. I think it. Just- it
0: is this second? Is this the second quarter? Oh, yeah, we're in second quarter now. But I mean, you know, maybe ch- just try again after the holidays. After the holidays, that right. will be fine. And what she get? She gets good. what
2: PRs and IPs or something right. like that. So, you
0: right. know, they don't really count on the transcript, really.
2: <laughs> All right, Okay, that's just where I am. And she thinks she has a 4.0, So we do stress to her like, oh, continue to get your good grades. Blah blah. blah. She doesn't know that she's behind on um, assignments. I know that, so she doesn't know that she's necessarily getting away with it. So.
1: Not I'm just her. gonna
2: I'm gonna just let it slide right now that's just where I you am I can't mentally. wait to these kids listen back to this stuff I'm <laughs> wow, almost some trash you lied to me you, lied to me. you, you deliberately lied to me <laughs> yes alright guys let's pour it up and pour it out <laughs> pour it
3: up pour it out
1: Renee, <laughs> uh, You know what? Actually, I got one. I got you. So it's a pour it out. So you know how like they always be like, you ever heard like the Midas touch? Mm-hmm. Anything you touch? Yeah. So I think my kids are like, w- what is the, what is something that's opposite? It's opposite because anything they touch goes to shit. Oh, oh gosh. My, I, cleaned, dog, I literally I cleaned Kyle took them And I was like, all right, I'm going to set up the tree. I'm going to deep clean the back room before I put the tree up. And I'm going to deep clean. I deep cleaned the dining room and the back room. And I said, okay, I have the weekend off because, again, of this great thing that they created. And I will do my office and upstairs. I cleaned it up. We put the ornaments on, literally. The ornaments are on. And I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all got an hour. Carson goes rogue for like, 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, maybe he's upstairs on the iPad, whatever. He comes back down with a book bag, a whole ass book bag, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He opens the <laughs> book bag and turns it upside down, and shit just, yo, know, I said, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Yes, I was
0: just See this is, And this is, this is why he talked to Mason like that. <laughs> I don't sorry. talk to him like that. We don't do that around here. Well if you talk to him like that, then <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Damn, I feel seen. Uh... <laughs> Shit. I just I just didn't get it. Cause you know, you ever look at your child and you just be like, What? Oh yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah. What like, were you thinking? So he was here. Want, he said, I want AP to see all my toys. I said, I promise he'll be in your room one day. I'll take them upstairs now. Like, let's go. Like, I was so mad. And then now it's literally, it's just toys. You, it doesn't even, there's not even a minute of my, it doesn't even look like I cleaned my house at all. Nothing looks done. So yes, I am going to pour it all the way out for that. And I had something else, but I forgot. But that's good enough. It it really was something else, but I I literally just got so mad, <laughs> and when I thought about it, yeah. it flashed back that my house is not even clean anymore. So I'm going to clean it tomorrow, so that way on Saturday when I'm here by myself, I can walk around in a clean house, and then on Sunday they're going to come back and ruin it again. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, let's I'm sorry, see. I'm sorry, Mason. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait what was that about i'm sorry it's one of our heads <laughs> so Mason, remember
0: i told y'all in a couple episodes back that casey should take the time to read the messages between carson and mason yeah tech, they have text messages they text messages on the ipad i almost beat carson's ass for that carson was like shut up mason mason you shut up you 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 do this and you do that you never call me back you're not my friend i don't want to talk to you ever again and so casey was like I just read these text messages. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry. We do not talk to our friends like that. Like, I am so pissed off at Carson. I don't know where he would get that from. Well, sis. <laughs> well, <Wow. Wow. Wow. laughs>
1: I got a shoe so for look. you. I think it fits. But um. I'm, look, I'm, look. I'm, I'm looking on the iPad because she she kept saying, you want to see something funny? Read their messages. I'm having a bad day. I'm finally ready to laugh. I'm like, let me fucking look at these messages. I'm like, like Oh my Jeez, God, I'm <laughs> Yeah, Because so
0: Carson was saying all this stuff and then Mason was like, you're making my life worse. <laughs> I was like,
2: what? Where did you get that from? <laughs> oh, the trauma already. I was like, Carson, what the hell? are six years
0: oh there's nothing worse or anything that can get worse about your life what do you mean you're making my life worse so i just had to no. translate it i'm just like oh gosh
1: <laughs> nah man i was like i was like carson will be calling mason at three something here go mason yo know, mason mason text carson at 2 30 and was like i can talk now i said yes <laughs> i said call him Call him up right now. We'll <laughs> play them games. Like but you that. know,
0: the message was from like two, three months ago. So Mason was pretty far removed from it. <laughs> he was like,
2: okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. They're over it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> okay. like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hurry up so that we can get to our guest, the meat and potatoes of things. And yeah. um, I, I'm going to... Yeah, that's real fast, sis. <laughs> You're <Yes>. there. <laughs> I, know, right? I, was, like, I was in there. I was ready. Because then it's like, do I do this or do I not? Um, Well, just in conjunction with uh, today's topic and our guest, I am going to pour it out to my anxiety. Um, It has definitely flared. And as you all can see, like I have breakouts. I get like a a breakout, like maybe one pimple um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when my cycle comes. Well, when my cycle comes, um, but now I have like these, I have like four simultaneously just popping up. Um, mm. You name yours. Just,
0: Your cycle's coming,
2: sis. <laughs> it's coming next week. <laughs> cause we all are around the same time. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, no, I don't know. Not, I don't get it like this. And, and um, just, I've been pa- having panic attacks. Um, so, and that has, I mean, I haven't had a panic attack, a true panic attack in, I would almost say like a year Um, I'll have like anxiety attacks where I'm able to keep it at bay a little bit. Um, but this, it's been to a point of having to take medication just to pull myself out of it. Um, and so I don't know where it's necessarily coming from because with my anxiety, um, I don't have any true like environmental triggers that I can, um, try to steer clear of. Um, so it's not like social anxiety where it's like, girl, okay, you about to be, if you know, there's a mall, you can't go into the mall cause it's, it's going to overwhelm you. Like, that's not my, the case for me. Um, or like driving or something like it's, it's not the case for me. And so mine will usually just show up randomly, I say. Um, but then that, that leads me to, to think that, okay, Casey, okay, so you need to dig a lot deeper and figure out what's going on or what are you supp- suppressing maybe, um, and not dealing with. Um, emotionally, uh, so point it out to that because it's really it's annoying. Um, it comes at the most unopportune times, of course. Anything, it, it it's an inconvenience, of course. <laughs> well,
1: people trying to smoke weed and
2: eat a sandwich, <laughs> what in the car you get cursed out. You know what are talking about when we were at. Uh, well, that wasn't sister. You thought that that was a that wasn't a panic attack, baby. That was me on edge. That was anxiety. Because I was uh, I was anticipating me having a panic attack, so no, that's not a panic attack. Um, and I, I and that almost throws me off too. I'm really excited to talk about anxiety with you, uh, well, our guest, our guest today, um, because it does throw me off. I think people, uh, we we talk about anxiety, but people don't know truly what it is, and it really, I like that the discussion is out there, the the um the words out there. You know, the diagnoses are out there, but people truly don't know of what um, anxiety is and beyond any other, you know, mental um, disorders, because that's what it is, you know. And so um, that's that's it for me. I'm pouring it out. Um not too excited about that, um, but it just leads me to know that there's work to be done. So yeah. I'm, pouring it, I'm pouring it out on that. I'm pouring it out. What you got, Eka? I'm mine is going to be a sip and i am making it a quick sip.
0: Uh, so I think I, I, think I told you all last week or the week before last that, that I've got a promotion at my job. And so I'm moving from the office that I was in um, for the past 12 years. I'm leaving that office to go to a new office to head up my own shop. So I'm giving myself a sip because tomorrow is my last day in the office. So this Ooh. week I've spent the time training and transitioning um, my duties to the current employees who are still in the office but I'm also feeling, I'm feeling a little anxious because I'm leaving my comfort zone. Like I've been here for 12 years. I know the work, I know the people, everything is pretty routine. The new office that I'm going to is different for me. It's different in the nature of work. It's different in the responsibilities. And I mean, it's different in terms of people as well. Um, Y'all know me. I'm not necessarily, I'm not, I'm friendly, but like, it takes me a while to like, really come around and like be your friend, not really your friend, but like, Open up to people and really be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust you with that. You know, do this, do that. I'm just more of a, just give it to me. I will do it. Like, it takes me a while to put like trust in coworkers, like to get things yeah. done, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to have to really figure out how I'm going to navigate the situation with the feelings of uncomfort, but then also feeling proud of myself. It's just like a whole lot of ups and
1: downs. You know
2: what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And since you have
1: so many like new beginnings. You got the new house.
0: Yeah.
2: The new job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like it's a yeah. good chapter.
2: I think yeah. because too, it's like COVID and virtual, you know, virtually meeting people, not being able to fill them out, whether, you know, yeah. you'll be in office. So that's probably like a whole nother challenge, but yeah. it's a new. It's always uncomfortable, you, should do, you know. You should initially, do what Carson schools does they do virtual
1: like one on ones with each other in their class. So, like they take five minute pockets to like meet and greet. So you should do like a virtual lunch with somebody here and there. You're like hey, yeah, that'd minutes. be a good idea. That would be a good <laughs> no, idea. no, like speed dating. Just you know down, yeah. down the line, yeah, like down speed the dating with your coworkers. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I talk to people, so I don't give shit. Hey. I, 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 I was gonna say Erica might
2: need yeah. a sip of wine before mm-hmm. that. that. That's
1: that's a little that's a little out there. I just I need to get a, I
0: need to get a feel for. I just need to get a feel for things. Is what I need to do. I I used to have this little quote on my I think Twitter when I used to use Twitter. It was like life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So <laughs>
1: I'm here. I'm literally here. I'm literally here.
0: Yeah, literally, literally moving there. So with that being said, sounds like with all our poured up, poured out, uh, we have a little digging to, digging to do. do. <laughs> There's a few little things that uh, we need to unpack, maybe. (laughs) So we have a guest today. We are wrapping up our third season of the Babies and Bellinis podcast with some much needed... Therapy. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> right. How did we get here? So our guest today is Dr. Alicia Little-Hodge. Dr. Alicia is a Connecticut native in Washington, D.C. She has over 10 years of clinical experience across various treatment settings with adolescents and adults. Her work is centered around cognitive behavioral theory, which asserts that what we think directly affects, impacts our feelings and behaviors. This concept is pervasive in Dr. Alicia's talks and workshops about facing challenging and overcoming the thoughts that hold us back. Dr. Alicia has helped hundreds to improve their lives by tackling rigid thinking and navigating daily worries. She also promotes investing in genuine self-care beyond the hashtags. Dr. Alicia's extensive training and certifications establish her as an expert on anxiety, perfectionism, and self-care. When she is not out saving the minds of the world, Dr. Alicia goes into full mommy mode with her baby girl. Let's welcome Dr.
4: Alicia (laughs) Little-Hodge. Hey, welcome hi. Alicia. Hi, hi, hi. Well, that's how my daughter she goes hi hey." Aww. hey, hey. Yay. <laughs> i'm trying to teach her how to say Aww. hey sis
2: oh oh
4: yeah of course that's a must
2: right a little black girl has to say hey sis wow so i have family in rhode island oh so yeah. yeah 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 how are you liking it here? How long have you been here in this area? I've
4: been here since um, 2015, so it doesn't oh. seem like that long,
2: oh. but it
4: has been quite some time. Yeah. Um, I'm really liking it here. I like most of the things about here. Connecticut is very slow and it's cold.
2: Very um, cold. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I'm not with it yeah.
1: at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't move in the cold.
4: They be like Casey. I'm like ah, uh, anything under fifty degrees. Don't look
1: for me. I won't, I won't be seriously. Not fifty. I don't. I, don't move, I do not
4: move in the cold. I don't like. It. Well, my first winter here, I have to say, because Connecticut is so cold. My first winter here, like I didn't wear a jacket almost all winter, and people was looking at me like, Where, "Where's your coat?" And I was like, "It's." I was like, "It's nice out." So, with right? all of our
0: guests, we do um, a little segment called "This or That." Um, it's what well, we call the straight shots. It's our version of "This or That." And it's basically so we can get to know you a little bit. No hesitation on these answers. And K. Alex will lead you off on that.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. So you cannot think too hard about this. This is going to be just like a fi- Right. Don't, don't try to- How could you tell a psychologist <laughs> not to think hard? Why <laughs> right, is that backwards for a therapist? Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready. So we have a book or a TV show? TV. Ah, which TV show? Oh, I can't
4: answer that. Something to do with murder.
1: <laughs> oh, I love go. Law & Order,
4: SVU. Yeah, I love, I yes. I love Law & Order. I'm done with books. I've read too many books and now I can't, I'm scarred. I don't even like to look at books.
2: Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got your PhD. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Are you an early bird or night owl?
4: Night owl, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah. Family time or girlfriend time? Ooh, girlfriend time.
4: I love my family and my girls, my girls are, my girls are it. My girls are it.
2: Yes. <laughs> affirmations or scriptures? Hmm. I would say affirmations
4: because the trick there is you could make a scripture into an affirmation.
2: Ah, cliche. Oh, uh, you did there. <laughs> we like that. We like that. <laughs> night in or night out?
4: Uh, these days, I really wish I could have a night out. I'm right. sorry, I don't want any more nights in.
2: That's <laughs> me. I'm done. I I miss it. I miss the real night out. But no. yeah, all right. Exercise or meditation? I would actually pick exercise. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. I like I like exercising.
2: Actually, nice. Well, that that All tells right. us a little bit about you, and uh, <laughs> we see you have your wine glass tonight. So you know, I don't yes. know, you know, we red talked about for you, right? Red or white, a, a wine or liquor? I mean, you know, uh, I'm a red. I'm a red, and if there's no red, the liquor will work for me too. Yes,
0: cheers, <laughs> our <turkeys are> our <laughs> <cheers>. <laughs> yes,
2: Our type of girl. Welcome to the BXB <laughs> podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: So is there anything that we missed in your bio? Anything you want to tell our listeners before we really dive in?
4: You know, I I like that bio. Um, You wouldn't know that I wrote it. I mean, obviously I like it, but I think that it kind of describes me. The biggest thing about me is that I'm really interested in people looking at their perspective and realizing that if you could change your perspective, you could change anything. Mm, Man, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah,
0: I have a pen
1: and, a pen and paper for today. I know, right? What y'all gonna learn about Casey Renee? She's multifaceted, just like I had a pen and paper out for Reba. I will definitely have a pen and paper out for
2: today's episode as well. Thank you. Yeah, we get the <laughs> gems. Okay, get the gems. Go ahead and type it up and send it over, Casey. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks in advance. So we wanted to start off. Uh, we have some different areas in which we're gonna try to address for the entire episode. If not, we may just have to have you back for next season. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. But um, we are going to go into therapy 101, anxiety, coping in a pandemic, and boundaries. Um, so therapy 101, what are some things to know before deciding on your health care provider?
4: Yeah, so when you're thinking about who um, you're looking for, of course, you want to consider what your issue is. So for example, if my specialty is anxiety, then you probably are better suited finding people who say that is their specialty. Um, A lot of therapists have a bio, like on their website or on, you know, whatever directory you're looking at. And I tend to encourage people to look for the ones that speak to them. Like, are they saying things that stand out to you? Mm. Um, I can, I know that I personally carefully have crafted like my bio towards clients to be like a, a sum of the things that most of my clients say. So that way people, they, when they call me, they're like, oh, those are the things that I think about. Those are the things that bother me. And I'm like, good. We're more than likely a best fit.
1: Yeah, um,
4: yeah. And then also, though, um, doing a consultation call is really important. A lot oh. of people, a lot of people offer like free 15 minutes so you can ask them questions. Um, and to me, the the research shows that even though somebody could be like super trained, um, really good at what they do, if you feel comfortable with your therapist, it's a good it's a good fit.
2: Major key. Yeah. You so-
4: trust them enough to open up.
2: And I'm just going to throw out there. Um, when I first started going to therapy now, nine years ago, um, (laughs) I felt so bad, but I felt awkward because back then there weren't really, um, these different types of search engines, if you will, or websites to really find black therapists. And so I called around locally and I am in Prince George's County. So I sort of assumed, right. That my therapist would be black. But the first time it was a white woman, older, older, older in age a woman. Mm-hmm. And Stress I walked in and I said, I literally walked in and I said, This this isn't gonna work, man. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. Y'all could take my copay. This isn't gonna work. So I just felt like every time I would call around, like do cold calling almost, um, for therapists, I would definitely like suggest that I would need an older woman of color. And that was just mm-hmm. a comfort zone for me. Um, and that worked and and, and the guy laughed at me because I was like, I don't wanna seem away, you know, but is there any way that I could have an older woman, black woman, um, as my therapist? And he said, Oh, for sure, that's fine. People, you know, do request certain you know what genders yep. or age you know age ranges you know cuz i don't necessarily may want to come in there and talk to a 25 year old i mean i don't know how long it takes for schooling but i don't know you know yeah, i know all start somewhere but that just that was just my comfort zone i don't necessarily want to talk to someone my age right now um and 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 that was uh, like perfect for me, you know, so I do tell people to to sort of shop around for your therapist. So if you do come into um, a session and like you said, maybe not feel comfortable, just like any other healthcare provider, like a doctor or OBGYN, you're like, mm, I'm going to another practice. I'm going to another therapist, yeah. you know. So like you said, if that rapport is there, like you're, you're, that 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 matters more so than like you said, maybe the skill set um,
4: or experience. Yeah, definitely. You want to feel comfortable. And the reality of it is, is that I know that when people are kind of going to therapy, whether it be their first time or even if they're switching therapists, there's a lot of hesitation around like you might be looking for things like, oh, I don't like the color of their shirt. Like mm, this is not going to work. But at the same time, like you want to feel a a decent level of comfort. And then the rest of it, you can kind of just work on.
1: Yeah, because when I first met my therapist, she... I'm gonna ask, but she gave me this whole like vibe because I'm gonna I use TalkSpace and then I was transferred over. So she gives me this, like, what you really think was gonna happen? But then I was like, Casey, you need that because that you know you that's how you give it so you should get it the same way so I was like okay girl I'm gonna rock with you like it ended up being cool Mm -hmm. but at first you know us black women we have a little twang to us sometimes and I was like oh okay like are you being an asshole but then I was like (laughs) Daisy, like
2: how dare you (laughs) like so I love her now Right. right that's some good information okay could you share with us the differences between therapists psychologists and psychiatrists we a lot of people get that. Mixed yes up.
4: they can be inter. um sometimes people use them interchangeably um okay. so one thing i will say is that most everyone who practices some sort of mental health can be fall under the umbrella of a therapist mm-hmm. so um for the purposes of what we're talking about between the three more than likely a therapist is somebody with their master's
1: okay.
0: degree
4: um yeah. And then a psychologist would mean that they pursued their doctorate. So psychologist is a very protected title in most states, meaning that you have done um, a certain amount of hours of practice and training and that you passed a certification, like a licensure exam. Okay. So um, oftentimes I will kind of like distinguish, like I'm a psychologist, not because I'm like putting my nose in the air, but I'm just indicating that I've done some extra stuff um, and then yeah, and you're a doctor. And then a psychiatrist is a medical doctor first. So they right. went through med school and then they specialized their training to do mental health in addition, which is why they prescribe medication. Right. Um, some people, you know, argue psychologists are like, I wish I could prescribe medication. I do not. I'm not trying to kill anybody. Listen. And nor did I, you know, I didn't want to devote four extra years to be touching rashes and blood and all that. So Psychologists, you know, that was for me. I
2: I stick to the talk therapy. Yeah. And we were discussing that previously and I was like, I, well, so uh, with medication for myself, like I initially went to a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and then I found that even your general practitioner can, um, but with them, I will, I don't, I mean, my experience, my general practitioner tried to give me an extremely high dose that Mm would have probably had me like a zombie out, like not even myself. Um, Sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> my, I am on an antidepressant. And so sometimes it is funny. We were just at my little cousin's housewarming and we did we did speeches. And so um, just to sort of, you know, toast to these different celebrations and things like that. But anyway, my sister always gets emotional. We're just emotional people, my, uh, my sister and myself. And I just couldn't, there was no emotion there for me. And I was just like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, but I did notice like, um, I, I'm still myself. That's I am myself. I feel like my dosage is fine, but I remember a general practitioner trying my new general pra- practitioner trying to up my dosage because I was telling mm-hmm. her about just some anxiety heightening, um, just because of COVID. Like, girl, it's, I mean, right. it's a lot going on. Um, but anyway, I would probably stick to a psychiatrist. That's just my input
4: Yeah, a general practitioner can definitely be like a good first stop. Um, yeah. and then they could give you the referral, but I think the psychiatrist in most cases is the best bet if you're gonna. Remain on a medication. Yeah. You kind of want somebody who might have a little more experience and specialty in that area.
2: So, are you a product of therapy? So, did have you ever do do therapists? And I, I, I was actually talking to someone the other day. I was like, I wonder if therapists go to therapy. Are you a product yeah. of therapy? Do you have a therapist?
4: <laughs> yeah. So I do go to therapy. I have gone to therapy in the past. Um, I would say I probably started being more interested in pursuing therapy like early in my career. Um, A, because I think it's a really good experience to know what it's like to be on the other side of the chair Um, It's very important. There used to be programs that required people to go to therapy, but now I think like legally, that's kind of like a no, no. Um, But I do believe that if you are a therapist, you should know what it's like to experience um, being a client and also with all the work that we do, holding space for other people, you should have your own professional space too.
2: Exactly. Like I can imagine, that's a lot. People mm-hmm. unloading a lot on you. You know, I, we, I was just watching. What was that, guys? Uh, Unravel. Is that Unravel on HBO or Unwind? The undoing. Undoing. I'm like, oh, no whoa. And watched. I was like, it's whoa. Good you yeah because she's a therapist uh one of the main characters oh. and so i was just like i wonder if she has someone to unload all that on because that's a lot taking in all that all day sorting through other people's mess you know and then so um but that's that's good that's good and then lastly for our therapy 101 any advice um for those who are unsure of therapy i know a lot of us are talking about therapy therapy you need therapy girl you need mm-hmm. like I'm going to point you to the right therapist. So before we answer that, so oh, go ahead, Erica.
0: Um, I know that you mentioned in the beginning that when you research your potential healthcare provider, that you should look for certain words. And I know in your bio, you know, words like perfectionism and anxiety mm-hmm. and self-care popped up. And so that would be like a trigger word for, you know what you think you would want to go for. Like for me, I would be like, Oh, perfectionism. Okay. That's so mean I have to like
4: figure it out. So I have a bio, like on the therapy tab on my website and it has questions. It says, do you feel as if you're constantly on the move, but not getting anything done? Are you notice Are you noticing that your thoughts are interrupting your sleep? So I have like questions like, like ah. a, for real, like, is this you then maybe, you know, this would be a good fit.
0: Oh, OK, so that would be perfect. So it's kind of like a checklist, I guess. So you would kind of be like, do I me- do I meet these criteria on type of thing? And if I do, I'm going to need a visit.
4: <laughs> it's a real professional date and profile. Like, it's just like, do you have this? Do you feel this way? Yeah. This.
1: <laughs> I, really feel seen, I really feel seen with that first one, because I today I had to get on myself. I wrote a whole to do list. I went upstairs and I sat on the bed and I said, Casey, what do you need to do? And I wrote down like six things. I literally, by two o'clock, I got nothing done on the checklist. But I, I, <laughs> I can tell you, this morning, I felt so productive. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, but I did everything that was not on the checklist. It was weird.
2: Yeah, not a lot. Well, you, you, got, you got other stuff done. So that would have probably been for tomorrow, but you'll just do today's tomorrow. So, <laughs> I finished it. I did. After I checked myself, I said I gotta sit down. And I, I actually didn't finish
1: everything except for one thing. Oh, good. Ooh, okay. Well, that's pretty
2: good. Well, I would say that's good, right? Do you feel like we all have some type of trauma uh, that needs to be sorted out, or is therapy necessary for simple things? Maybe um, not feeling fulfilled right now, like where wherever you are in life, or. And how long do you think, is this like an ongoing thing? Should therapy be like ongoing or is it okay for like a six month? Like wh- what is the, how do you even measure, you know, your progress yeah. with therapy to, you know, so like, I don't know. It's,
4: it's very much like the answer of course is it depends, but mm-hmm. I am someone that believes that therapy could be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is it never hurts to have a non-judgmental space where somebody is listening to you. I think there's so many people I've come across in life that I'm like, man, like you haven't experienced what it's like to just be heard. Mm. Right. So I think therapy in and of itself in that way is real valuable. Now, I do know people usually tend to come to therapy when everything is blowing up, when they're in crisis. And I do talk to them and I'm like, dang, if you couldn't have come like three months ago, I really wish that I could have gotten to you three months ago. That doesn't mean that they won't improve, but it would have just been nice to kind of intervene before they gave themselves permission to call me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have had some people also be proactive though. Someone's like, Oh, I'm about to move and I'm going to do this, this and this. And I just want to check in now and make sure that I'm, I'm good. So that's why I'm like, I think that it can be useful in all situations. It's just really up to the person to feel ready and open to it.
2: For sure.
1: So I have a question. Um, Is there a difference between feeling anxious and having a generalized anxiety disorder?
4: Yes. So um, one of the things that I do love um, and sometimes not love about pop culture is that when a subject becomes trendy, um, everyone over identifies with it. So now, you know, we all feel anxious. Having anxiety is a natural, normal emotion that every single human person, human being rather feels. Um, We need it to protect ourselves. Like you, if a car came flying towards you, you need to essentially get. Yeah, you need to have fight or flight, and that that is a part of the the anxiety process. The only downside to that is now everyone's like, "I have anxiety," and I'm like,
2: "Doctor Alicia, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, I could jump through the fucking phone." Sometimes when I see people say I have anxiety. And I asked them and, and I feel like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can connect with that person because me online. I like to find community in some of the stressors of my life <laughs> or things that I'm going um, through, and especially when some, for somebody to make a statement like that. First of all, always like I'm like, oh, that's so bold because it mm-hmm. took me a long time to even share that. So I'm like, wow, whoa. So when I jump in their DMs and I'm asking a little bit more about it, I'm like, bitch, that's not anxiety. That's not that's not generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> That's not PMDD. That's not panic. You have no fucking idea. And it really, somebody who actually suffers, and I can say suffer from Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't sit well with me. It's a buzzword, and it doesn't sit well with me. Um, But like you said, we all experience anxiety. Like you said, bubble guts, we get nervous, we stop sweating. Like, that's
0: normal. I was just about to say that. I remember Kay Alex mentioned on a post a long time ago. She was like, anxiety is not just the bubble guts. It's more than that. Oh,
4: God. I like that. I like that. And I mean, and you're right, because, you know, every person has had an anxious moment, whether it's like, oh, shoot, my boss just texted me or, oh, my gosh, um, tomorrow's my flight and I didn't pack. That's all in, you know, being anxious. But a disorder indicates Kind of what you said, that suffering, like this is above and beyond. This is an impact on my functioning. And yeah. that's what a, that's what a disorder indicates. So it means that I have anxiety to the point that it is getting in the way of my life. Yeah. And not everyone can say that.
2: Right. Wow. Thank you for that. Thank you. for it, that. It she's, not, she's been screaming it for years. Now we have a professional saying so it. You, you were right. If you didn't listen to episode 75,
1: I told you that's what I had. She told you that's exactly
2: what it was. She told you what you don't have. So don't be out here claiming all this stuff. I mean, and throwing it left and right. And I, and I, it's, I don't even claim it like that. I don't throw it out there as much. Like I talk about it openly here. Cause we're just like it's totally transparent. Um, but I'm just like, are y'all really just leaning in on this anxiety? Like, do you really want, are you speaking this? you really want this? You can, you can have it, baby. Like you can, let's do it. Okay. But well, no. probably because Thank of you. COVID,
1: a lot of people probably did end up getting it, you know, like people are feeling like, you know, it's more than what it was
4: before. Ends, oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, high high end, definitely. You know? Definitely. I get a lot more calls. Um, I see a lot more people who were on them, probably that edge, the threshold. They were probably able mm-hmm. to manage it. And this kind of pushed it to be like, nope, nope.
2: Mm-hmm. saying need it. to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I love it, though. I love that we're a lot more open. I feel like our generation's a lot more open to therapy, talking about it more. And people aren't as hesitant to reach out. You know, it's, yeah, like, it's oh. amazing. I mean.
4: As I said before, like I think there everybody can use a the therapy space. And I've had some people call me who are like, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with me, but like, can we just meet and check? And I was like, come on, like sure. sure.
2: <laughs> I love it. Okay. And so are there three quick steps to ease anxiety or feelings of anxiousness anxiousness? So I mean, I'll say for me, um, I'll do some grounding. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll try to I, I tell people I'll pinch myself. Sometimes it's just like snap out of it. Okay. You know, almost focus on the pain a little bit, I guess. I don't know. It just helps me. I mean, even maybe talking to someone, um, talking through, um, it sort of takes my mind off of maybe the panic. So like when I was panicking the other day, um, I called my dad, I was driving, I called my husband and then, you know, I sort of talked to him and then I tried to play it off. This is something that I, I need to work on too. Cause I'm like, it's okay. I'm okay. Um, but, of course, he called me back like, where are you? You know, and I did end up pulling over the car because I kept driving. I kept driving. I just try to push through it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's something that I do. Um, but what what would you suggest? Well, one of your answers I definitely was going to say,
4: which is grounding. And that's kind of tapping into your five senses. Like, what can you see? What can you feel, smell, hear um, or touch? I mean, so even with the pinching, that's like a type of touch, um, physical sensation. Definitely breathing. So, I mean, just biologically, the way that our brain and body is set up is when you're in the uh, flight or fight mode, you hyperventilate, you're trying to get a little bit of oxygen to your muscles so you can run or fight someone. So breathing kind of resets you and it helps your body slow down. It helps your brain calm down. It's hard to do.
2: So this is why I I tell
4: people to practice breathing before you get anxious practice breathing when you're calm so that your body kind of has that memory to be like oh this is what I'm going to do cuz i have some people save it and they're like i got really upset and i tried to breathe and i couldn't and i'm like i know
2: right in the midst of it, <laughs> in the midst of it. <laughs> so that's what i need to do dr alicia because um i still have not so this is 9 years of the official diagnosis um and when i panic i do not i do not practice any uh deep breathing ex- exercises I have never really practiced that in preparation for a panic. Um, because things are sort of at bay now now that I, you know, do take medication mm-hmm. daily. Um, but um when I'm in a panic, it's even more difficult for me to do the deep breathing because it's like now I'm freaking out because I don't I don't necessarily feel myself breathing or the inhales and exhales. So then I'm like, oh my God, I can't breathe. And then that's a whole nother panic. So this is mm-hmm. like I need that's good. That's good. I need to practice that when a day almost daily i mean if you will so that i when when it does come you know i'll be prepared yes
4: that is that is it
2: so we kind of just touched on it until end of it when you say
1: that people um they kind of they're being more open to talking to you now like especially because of covid so one of the things that we wanted to also talk about that we are talking about is the a coping in a pandemic so the question is do you believe what we consume impacts our mood or our brain functions i mean we kind of know that to already be true but is it like to an extreme a more extreme level than because you know our parents be like you watch that junk before you go to sleep you're gonna have nightmares like you know like stuff mm-hmm. like that and you're just like okay you just don't want me watching you want me to go to sleep but like is how true
2: is that
4: Cause at first
2: I was like consume like what I was like food or what you watch. So, okay, and I so are, both. Yeah, right, both. I mean, um, so I was talking about food, um, because I am trying to switch my diet up, and I do notice that when I eat certain things, I'll give it twenty minutes and just to see like a response, um, within my body or anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. and so that was my approach, but then I was like, mm, I mean, shoot, that can be visually, that can be whatever, right. you know, like you said, what you take in, what you read, you know, friendships, emotions, all the things. So,
4: yeah. Cause I'd
1: be reading the erotica. <laughs> <by my fingers. laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, I ain't going to lie if it sways my dreams one way or another.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and so I think the answer is yes. Um, I believe what we consume and I'll start with the food part. So I wouldn't say that I'm like strongly educated on this, but there's a lot of information coming out about gut health, meaning that um, the things that we eat and the state of our GI tract can have an impact on like our mood and functioning. So, I mean, if you just think about yourself as a machine, if you put a lot of junk in it, mm, the output is not so good. right? Um, it's not. I think I always encourage people when they're coming to see me to have a physical because I want to make sure there's not something medical going on that might be looking like anxiety. Mm. I want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you drinking water? Just so we can have like a good baseline. Love it. Um, but then also in terms of the, the programming or people, like the other stuff we consume, I do often tell people to let's consider what your triggers or worries or concerns are and how much of yourself how much are you engaging in that type of stuff? So let's say someone's like, you know, my cousin really sets me off. And I talk to her three times a day. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not telling you not to talk to your cousin, but like, it makes sense the way, the way that you feel. Right. Yeah. So it's all, it's all about working backwards and, and realizing like, there may be some things that I'm doing that are actually not serving me well, not helping me out, not essential. Um, and therefore, like, you might want to reconsider what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm like that. I I know for a fact. I talk to some people sometimes, like even it be clients, and I'd be like, I know I don't need to talk to them today because I'm in a good mood and I'm getting work done. And if I I know if I just take their call, shit is going to turn mm. off so fast. And I still, hey girl, hey, and they'd be like. So look, and I'm like, oh, there goes, there goes the tire screeching that right there. So I'd be so done. So I definitely
4: understand. Ugh, look. Right. Even, even you thinking about it, you're like,
2: uh. Right. You're yeah. triggered just off of that. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. When the phone rings,
0: you're like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I know earlier
0: we talked about, um, you know, senses are heightened in the pandemic and you know people are starting to be a little more in tune with their feelings they're feeling the anxiousness and they're not really quite sure you know how to deal with it um what do you want people to normalize in a pandemic
1: like that's a good one yeah that was (laughs) my
4: I honestly think that so when the pandemic first started um I was sort of like okay this is like 90 days this is this is lit like 90 days of relaxation and rest and like internal focus and reflection time. And I was like, you know, keep everybody, keep a schedule and, you know, try to be productive. And then I was like, "Eh, no, I cut that off quick. Um, I even like circle back and I was like, I'm gonna use my own words on this. Um, I think that the normalization should be like, this shit is stressful.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
4: whether or not you want to believe that your body is gonna tell you so. So, Mm. I mean, I think I see people... You know, I respect people being like, oh, this downtime, I'm pushing, I'm, I'm building my brand, or I'm doing all these things. I respect it, but I'm not going to say that that's what everybody should be doing because that's not how everyone feels. And some people are struggling, some people have family members that are struggling. Like, I think it's important to know that this is stressful. Like, I was doing really well. Like, I was positive, like, come on, guys, like, let's just have <laughs> it to ourselves and let's be happy. And then, like, September, October, I was like, nah. I have I have no positivity. I have no
2: more. Left. I was like, COVID,
4: COVID needs to disappear on December 30th. Like, I was one of those people that was like, December 31st, COVID is gonna die. Like, don't y'all know that?
1: Erica said that we. Erica said that last week. She was like, Look, y'all gotta stop thinking that that's what's yeah, about to happen. It's not all gonna change
0: at
4: 12:01. Like, I <laughs> set myself up so bad. Like, and just so, for context too, like, I had my baby in September last year. So I've been in the house Ooh. since September. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> right. Oh, no. I came. I came off of maternity leave the week of COVID. Oh, Ooh. and I was wow. like, yes, I'm back. I'm in these streets, and I'm then back in these streets. I was <laughs> not <I'm back laughs> work. And so I've been normalizing, like, if people feel like not motivated or they feel a little bit negative, like, yeah, you don't have to suppress that and try to be so positive that you're almost like torturing yourself. Mm. So. It
1: reminds me of that. Don't set yourself on fire to keep people
4: warm. Yeah. When, yeah. Like, if you just not feeling it, you are just not feeling it. I can say like in the grand scheme of things, you know, things will improve and I'm happy. I'm still alive, like all those things. But I think especially um, black women, we have this thing where we do of like, I'm feeling so bad, something so bad, but at least I have this. Right? like at least I'm, I, I could be dead. That's true, but yes. like it could, it could, it could, always be worse. Like you could have as it Sometimes
2: it's, it's hell on yeah. earth. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, yeah, and I did that as well. Like even with my son, uh, my son has a diagnosis of autism. I'm like, well, it could be a disorder where he, you know, passes away or something. And I'm just like, girl, allow yourself to grieve right now. Right, allow yeah. yourself this moment to not. Feel okay about your son's diagnosis. Right. Period. Like, my, my, my
4: the thing that I push a lot with people is it could be both. Like I could be really upset about COVID and be grateful at the same time. Like it can be both.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. have to just
4: be one or the other. So
1: I know we're like getting crunched on time, but can I just ask one question yes. about boundaries? Because BSB, we are like really, really big about boundaries mm-hmm. over here. Same. Um so <clears throat> yeah especially on these holiday times. Okay, let's go. I'm going to go with what do boundaries look like for you in quarantine?
4: Ooh, that's a good one. So boundaries for me look challenging. I think is the best word. Meaning as quarantine has gone on, I've had to make a lot of decisions about the things that I'm going to miss, the things that I'm going to go to and not go to. But people kind of do that whole like, oh, it'll be okay. What are you scared about? Uh, COVID? That's what I'm scared yeah. about. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> <hello>. <laughs> Dying?
1: You know it You know there's? You know there's no COVID in Georgia right now. So you know. <laughs> um, body yada 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 yada. Listen, y'all, through you do your body yada. Miss- <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did I miss yeah, the club, like, just- baby? Reginate Carter has in the whole part. I'm like, in did the it club, just skip, like y'all? in the club. In the club. Remember the Trump
4: pastor, the angels from Africa that she called over,
2: rested on Georgia.
4: <laughs> oh, that? it too. That's what happened because they on
2: Georgia. They straight. They all right.
4: Dog. Uh, I'm talking about club, club. Right. <laughs> and I just, I feel like um people also, the boundaries are challenging because like, um I talk to people a lot about boundaries and parenting. Um, and now that I have a small child, I really understand what that means. They, she believes that she's an extension of me and she can have my food and my space and my time. And I'm trying to teach her from a young age, like I'm a person too. Yeah. And so boundaries have been challenging, but I still encourage people to have them and just like remind yourself that the boundaries are less about other people and their reaction and more about what works for me. Mm. so like um I breastfed my baby for a whole year I was so hyped the night before she turned one I was like okay this is it we're done and like you know now her little routine is like well let me dig my hand under your shirt and I've been I literally have been like I don't like this and I look her in the face and I'm like I do not like this please stop (laughs) <laughs> mommy, mommy doesn't like it, but I mean, I know it sounds yes. small, but like that's my boundary. Like, look, sis, when you don't want me to hug you, I don't hug you. When I don't want you to dig up my shirt, don't do it.
2: I love it, Doctor Alicia. <laughs> At a young age, she's like, "You're gonna understand this. Let me get to your eye level. Let me get down." And so, but I, I like that you Stop said that me. because we did uh, uh, two episodes ago. Was it two episodes ago, guys? We talked about boundaries during the holidays with families. Mm -hmm. And we had posed a question on our Instagram stories and everyone sort of went off about it. um, Just saying that they definitely agree uh, that it's never too late to establish boundaries because we are, you know, now the BXB uh, listenership is usually like in their 30s. That's the average range. And um, it's like us coming to our parents at this age out of nowhere, if you will, because we've never verbalized this to family and friends um, just coming out with these boundaries. We found that of course it's intimidating. Um, because a lot of people are like, Yeah, boundaries, boundaries. And then when we asked, Well, have you verbalized them? People are like, Well, no, no not yet. No, but I no. got these boundaries. <laughs> and it's like, well, since nobody knows them shits. And then <laughs> some people were also saying that when they did um set the boundaries, that it was hard, they got kicked back and stuff like oh, that. Of course. It, yeah, it was it was some people lost friendships, some people, you know, lost relationships with family members. They uh, were taken aback, they were offended. But like you said it wasn't about you. Like, how'd you make it about you? Yeah. Um,
4: so I tell people like real quick, the success of a boundary is not in how the person responds. The success is, did you set it? And did you hold Write, that it?
0: Write that down. Write that down. No that's notes. Write that down,
4: Casey <laughs> Renee. <laughs> the success <laughs> of a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not the person's response is did you make it and did you maintain it wow wow cuz that's what's right like that. yeah it like think it about it like think about this is the metaphor or the example i give my clients you all have children and i'm sure they've all thrown a tantrum so in the grocery store right you you set the boundary don't no candy they have nothing to lose so their goal is, I'm going to trespass and cross her boundary. How will I do that? I'm about to fall out and embarrass her. Mm. Because their hope is that you will change the boundary. You're teaching them in that moment, do I need to listen to her boundaries or are they just talk? If you, Am
1: I wrong if I beat their ass after like for that? I mean,
4: that would be you enforcing your boundary in your own way.
2: <laughs> Oh, okay How you enforcing your boundaries? <laughs> they suing you.
1: Just wanted to know. So when Susan looks at me, I'm like, I am actually enforcing my boundaries in my own way, Susan.
0: Your fucking <laughs> So is it is it safe to say that if I say, Okay, I have set my boundary, they have asked me why. I used to get really offended by that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't ask me why. Like if I told you I don't want to mm-hmm. do XYZ, I don't feel comfortable, and you ask me why. Is it safe for me to say, Okay, it's them, it's not me? Like, is it safe for me to start
4: You're- you, I mean, you can make the decision on do I explain it or not, because the reality is people want to make you feel uncomfortable. That's why they're saying why. So they're hoping that in that moment you could be like, oh, well, oh, no, it's OK. Never mind. Like that's what all that is. That's like trying to make you feel guilty, try to make you uncomfortable, because the reality of it is, is that it becomes now a matter of like, dang, you usually do this. How can I get you to maintain that thing that I that I benefit from?
2: Right. And I think our generation, because we're so used to because we use because right, like, at maybe the next generation will definitely grow up at with no as a complete answer. I know that we're we're trying to enforce that now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like we said, especially for like our older generation parents who are like, well, why you know we're like well, yeah. we we feel even just inclined to say, hey dad, I can't come over today because blah, blah, blah. instead of hey dad, I can't I'm not or I'm not coming over. Unfortunately,
4: the older generations they weren't taught to be that way they were taught to not have boundaries so they don't really yeah
1: my mom's age i swore they were made to like do housekeeping and stuff because my mom she's one of nine i'm like why the hell She like we all had roles on the farm and stuff i was like, oh that's why she had one of- she had so many of y'all, <laughs> oh. like, y'all <laughs> things to work
2: <laughs> yeah y'all, y'all was made to be employees <laughs> Like, yeah no that's good that's good and i think that that um sort of solidifies uh, a lot of us, you know, our our feelings behind setting boundaries and honoring them. And again, you know, not really being fearful of the response of, you know, the people who you set them with. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to do. I can say that for sure. We were talking about too, as well, um, just boundaries and friendship during the quarantine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It seems like some people may think that you are to be available as you maybe once were uh, before pre-COVID. And I don't know if it's because people are working from home or I don't know. Um, But what? uh, We're we're all like
0: agreeing very silently. It's like we all feel very strongly about this time. How? Like, is it us? Like, I don't understand how people have time for so many things and so many like pivots and just like, hey, join us for this or let's talk about that or let's schedule this.
4: Yeah. are you? I'm not, not, I'm not sure either. It's like, I think it's just a matter of what people prioritize versus others. And some people be- believe that other people should be acting the way that they act. I think there's just, just kind of like a the best word I could think of is self-centered. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but that's like a self-centered way of being to think like, well, if I'm doing this, then other people right. should be doing it. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not how any of this works. Right. Casey, I don't see you writing.
1: <laughs> Casey, I know. Casey ain't got no notes. She's, a, she's yeah, it all, all in. I, was, I do have notes. I do have notes. She said the a, the asking of why is to make No, no, no. What it. Dr. Alicia just I said know. was
0: a whole note.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Know, this is recorded. Was, we will listen to it back. It's I fine. <laughs> li- but, y- but did y'all see me with my hand on my head? Like, I was really... Like, taking I was it in. Oh, that's fine. I was, yeah. I was like really listening to yeah. it.
0: <laughs> this is why they used to sell like the recordings of church. Like, because right. it's
1: hard to take Only those notes. You got to listen to the
0: playback. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling cassette tapes of today's service in the back. <laughs> yeah. you send a fellowship hall.
2: <laughs> you, you get a free fan. You get a free fan and you can win. <laughs> and boundaries and friendships during quarantine. Um, does it seem as if, and I don't know, this is just me outside looking in and uh, observing my husband and his friendships. Mm-hmm. Does it seem as if, or am I right to say that women have, more issues in friendship than friendships than men do overall. (laughs) I don't know.
4: Um, I think that uh, maybe the thing is that women are more communicative. So therefore uh, issues are verbalized more or talked Mm -hmm. about more. I do think that men have issues, but they either ignore them or they, they seem to get over them faster. Um, But that's a gender thing. That's a gender thing about being self-conscious. That's a gender thing about um, standards and how we relate to one another I think I mean I've seen men walk in the room and be like what up ugly like and then they yeah. just laugh you know <laughs> wait, wait, you know wait. like they that's just like a like they don't hold on to things I think emotionally sometimes as much as women do like whereas if my friend walked in and was like nice sweater that's ugly I'll be like
2: why would you say that uh-huh. like oh. <laughs> talk to I you about was. what you said to me about right and ideas. then I'll be like I yeah. didn't
4: say anything last week when you did and it's just like girl I was just playing." Mm. yeah the jokes turned the jokes turn
2: a little serious yeah <laughs> it the whole thing yeah okay yeah. and that's a like men will fist fight next day it's all and crazy. they're fine you know, yeah I'm like what, <laughs> what?
4: yeah I, I do I do think that um, you know because I've, I've heard about some men who have struggled in quarantine to like not do some of the things that social things that they typically done but hmm. I just doubt that I would actually hear a man say that out of his mouth to a crowd like I'm struggling in quarantine or like
1: my boundaries,
4: mm. it would just be like, I'm good. I'm good. That's exactly true.
1: I was watching that show. What is it? Uh, married at First Sight or something. Mm-hmm. And one of the couples, you know, quarantine had just happened, like, when they were supposed to decide if they wanted to get married. So they put them in an apartment together. And it's Black man, he actually had, he suffered from depression. So things he wouldn't normally talk about, the cameras mm-hmm. catching and you felt so bad because she actually worked in healthcare and he was like a teacher or something. And his depression was kicking in. So every time they would show him, it would start like with the blanket around his shoulders and the blanket on his head. Then he would be like laying on her lap. But she she didn't know what to do because this is again, you're married in right. married at first sight. So she don't really know him. She's just like, yo, what's your deal? And he was like, yo, I'm I can't do this. And it was just like, you know he wouldn't normally say this, but you can literally visually see his, like it, you literally just saw the fall of him. He was like just going down. It was so hard mm. to watch. Like it was sad. And they, they I don't even think they made it because she couldn't, she she was like, I got to go to work. I'm going through it too. So how can I deal with you? And it was like, you could tell they weren't based on nothing. Yeah. So they, they didn't make wow. it at all. But it, was, it was sad to see,
0: man. So I guess like to wrap up, Y'all know what? Actually, we had champagne notes.
1: No the fuck we We don't. did. We
0: had like four. No the fuck we uh, did. Yes, we did. We
1: had like four of them. You know what? Say them jokes for season four. Now I didn't give a shit.
2: <laughs> well, they knew See, this episode was coming. It was specifically for this episode, but. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. <laughs> season four. they gonna be like, that's
0: why we don't send them shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is for us. This is for us. Okay. We needed this. All right. But, definitely so. So Dr. Alicia, could you tell our listeners two things? Tell them the the services that you're currently offering or the manner in which you're offering your services, and then also where our listeners can find you.
4: Sure. Um, so I am currently offering individual therapy, telehealth, as you can imagine, so virtual therapy. Um, I have a few openings left um, for some women in the Maryland area. And then I also plan to launch uh, at the top of the year. like a self-guided thing for entrepreneurs who are trying to manage their anxiety as they launch their business Mm. and then I'm also looking to hire please be a resource for my clients I'm also looking to hire um, another therapist on who can help me out with running a group and take on some more clients so let's hope that I can remain positive and motivated enough to get all those things done but that's definitely uh, my goal
1: wow you know, we're not trying to toot our own horn, but watch what you say on this podcast because next thing you know, you have a million interviews
0: <laughs> and applications sitting in your dad right. in your right. and I know.
1: Six, therapy res- six
4: therapist resumes and all this other stuff. she was be like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah, no, I, will <laughs> I will take it. I would take it. I welcome that. Um, and where they people can find me, so my website is com and my instagram name is help me hodge so h e l p m e h o d g e and that's actually my my at on twitter facebook instagram linkedin all those things
0: Okay, yeah. great. And our listeners, as you know, all of this is in the show notes. So make sure that you're swiping up so that you can see the show notes and you can click on the direct links so that you can find Dr. Alicia. Uh, Eric don't write all that shit for nothing. Every week it goes unnoticed. It's
2: and they us asking the questions. It's right there. I believe it. Let's do better, people. Let's do better. We're going to do better. Twenty. Look, here we go. Here I go, starting the 2021 stuff. 2021, we're going to do better with reading thoroughly through show notes. Okay, guys? That's
0: what we're going to do. Well, that's something that's very feasible because that's something you can control. You can control the fact that you read and that you swipe up and that you take extra measures. You can control that. You can't control this pandemic. Right. So, you know, don't go hoping that at 1201 it's going to end. Well, but right. at 1201, you can start
2: reading in full. <laughs> <laughs> Let's set some goals really and for 2021, okay? Little things. Thank you again, Dr. Alicia. We had a ball with you. Oh my god. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, lots and lots of uh, gems that we will definitely be sharing um in our stories, I'm sure, and carrying it with us beyond tonight. Um, and until then, guys, this is our last episode of the season. We're going to keep the drinks flowing And the conversations going Over at Baby's Ex Bellini's Bye Cheers So did y'all enjoy today's episode? Share with a friend and make sure you're subscribed And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts